It is an utter privilege to introduce James and Laura. James is going to start first, then we'll tag team through to Laura. Uh, but can we welcome both of them? These guys embody the stuff. Um, thanks, Adrian. So we're James and Laura. Um, so Laura's been at Oasis for a little bit longer than me, for about seven years. I've been here for just over two. Um, since we got married about two years or so ago. Um, you usually see us um, chasing our one-year-old at the back um, on a Sunday morning. Uh, it was in crash today, which is lovely. Um, and um, we're expecting our second baby also um, at the end of September. Um, I work for a Christian charity um, that works with kids that have been excluded from mainstream school um, and helping them get back into school. And Laura works uh, much harder than me um, every day, all day, looking after Timothy and um, growing baby number two. Oh, I've got it. Got this. So over the last year or so, um, God's been taking us on a journey as a family into living much more simply. And so we're here to talk a little bit about that today. We're going to talk about simplicity in terms of a few different things. Mostly, we're going to be talking about stuff, because we live in a, lot, in a, in a very stuff-driven society. Um, but we're also going to talk about it in terms of our time, and in terms of what simple faith looks like, and also living a little bit less wastefully, because I can't resist a bit of environmental preaching. Um, <laughs> We've titled our talk, Making Room for God and Making Room for People, as that's what our whole journey has been about. Just a caveat to start, we are not perfect at this. I especially get into this, fall into the trap of thinking that this new thing is going to make my life so much better. This week it's been my new water bottle. It's very stylish. Yeah, I know, isn't it? Um, it keeps my iced water cold for over 24 hours. Um, but this is a journey that we've been on. And throughout the, the last year, I've found that God has turned my heart away from the water bottles of this world and towards him. And we've been trying to let go of more things. And as we've done that, we've made more room for God and more room for people. So let's start with the Bible. So that's always a great place to begin. Can you read from there? Yeah, I'm glad this came up on the screen because I haven't got it written on my notes. Um, so it's from Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Can we just swap? Sorry. Sorry, my iPad has got um, the window reflected on it. <laughs> so in this passage, it's, it's obvious that Jesus here is talking about stuff. He's talking about our treasures on earth. Um, we live in a society that's fueled by consumerism and materialism. Every advert on TV, every poster on the street, every cafe, every restaurant, every business, every shop we walk past, they want us to consume, they want us to buy, they want us to gain more stuff. Um, and while this might not be true for all of us, statistically, the fact that we're sat in this room means that we're within the top few percent richest people in the world. Basically, we have a lot of stuff. And what's important here, what Jesus is talking about, is not the stuff we have, but what we do with it. Jesus here, he doesn't say don't have or don't enjoy or don't share treasures on earth. He says do not store up. Um, I really love a bit of New Testament Greek. Um, and the word treasures here that's used is actually really helpful to look at because it's the same word that's used to mean store up. Um, and in, its, in the noun form, it means both the place where you keep treasures and the stuff that we keep there. So the thing that, the thing that really struck me when I was reading this was that it's really sedentary. It's, it's not treasures that are being used. The emphasis here is on storing. Um, it's, it's stuff that's 
kept away, locked in a vault. It's like a pirate burying his treasure in the sand um, with only a map to tell him where to find it. It's quite selfish. And what good is that treasure really going to do that pirate or anyone else for that matter? The word treasure here also, it always makes me think about the crown jewels. And one thing I really love about the crown jewels is that even though they're absolutely priceless and irreplaceable, they, they're not locked away in a vault. If you take a trip down to London, you can go and see them, albeit you have to, behind a big, big glass screen, and you have to pay, obviously. Um, but we can all share in their beauty and in their history. It's not treasure selfishly locked away. Instead, it's stuff shared for everybody to enjoy. God created for us this beautiful world, and he made us to reflect him as creative beings. Creative stuff is good, and stuff comes out of creativity. We see this in beautiful houses, great music, stylish water bottles, great art, and even great kitchen utensils that help us make our lives easier. I really love my slow cooker, for example. This stuff isn't bad. This stuff is good. It's all about what we do with our treasures. Do we open up our houses? Do we share our music? Do we loan out that slow cooker? Or do we bury our treasures in the sand like that pirate? I once heard someone preach, and they said, you should always hold things in an open hand. And that phrase has always, just always stuck with me. Um, God gives us really good gifts. He gives us all our stuff. He gives us our beautiful homes, our pretty water bottles. But he calls us to hold on to them loosely because they're not worth clinging to. He's what's worth clinging to. So we hold them in open hands, freely receiving what God gives us and freely giving them up when it's time to do so. It's also about being good stewards of those gifts that he's given us for the time that he's given them to us. Um, for me, that's all about the planet and living as environmentally a friendly life as possible. As always with God, it's all about the heart, as he says in this passage. Jesus here is not calling us to a life of monkhood. He doesn't want us to live with just the clothes off our back. Instead, he's urging us not to keep our things to ourselves, to hold things with an open hand, and ultimately to cling to, hold on to, and share and love the greatest treasure of all, the treasure that we have in heaven, and that's Jesus Christ. Against him, all these earthly treasures, they pale in comparison. He is the pearl beyond price. He's the greatest jewel. He's more beautiful than the entire crown jewels put together. And my prayer for myself and for all of you is that one day we'll be able to say with Paul and mean it with all our hearts that I count it all as nothing compared with the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Um, so apart from the Bible, why is simplicity important? So a couple of things. Jesus is our example, as Glenn so helpfully shared with us last week. Um, Jesus lived really simply. He lived the first 30-ish years of his life just as a carpenter in a small town um, and the last three years as a traveling preacher. Um, he didn't have lots of stuff. It's also part of God's character, and so it's something we're called to reflect. After all, how simple is the gospel? Um, a lot of what Jesus did was to come and simplify. He took the entire Old Testament and he, with all its laws and regulations, and he boiled it down to just love God and love your neighbor. It also creates massive amount of space in our lives. I think that's what we found the most on being on this journey. Um, and we'll talk a bit about that in a second. Ready 
So the next thing to talk about then is what that's looked like for us practically. Um, there's been a gradual process um, over the last few years, um, but we started properly thinking about this sort of stuff um, last summer when we read a book called Seven, An Experimental Mutiny Against Excess by Jen Hatmaker. So we haven't got one to give away. We um, forgot to bring it, sorry. Yeah, um, but if you want to borrow it, you're more than welcome to ask us and we'll, we'll loan that out to you. And she basically takes seven areas of a life, um, one a month, and simplifies them to seven. So one month she spends seven, sorry, she spends the whole month wearing just seven items of clothing, which I think would be a big challenge. However, this is a big quote, a little quote from the back of the book. So what's the payoff from living a deeply reduced life? It's the discovery of a greatly increased God a call towards Christ-like simplicity and generosity that transcends social experiment to become a radically better existence. Um, so last summer, um, our first with Timothy, we took some time out to think and pray and read um, about how we wanted to raise him. Um, and for us, materialism is hard, so we both grew up with a lot of stuff, lower more so than myself, but me still, relatively a lot. Um, so giving up our attachment to things is something that we struggle with because it's been ingrained in us over time. Um, so obviously Timothy has a fresh start, a clean slate, and we don't want that to be true for him. So we think carefully about what toys we buy for him, what clothes, how many. Um, so with God's help, we're trying to change our own attitudes so that um, we can be good role models for him. As Lois mentioned, God's given him a real passion um, for the environment and green living, and she's led our family on a journey towards living a bit more um, environmentally friendly and a journey towards zero waste, um, which we would love to talk about if you come and ask us later. We haven't got time today. Um, but I guess, more practically even, how, what does this look like for us now? Um, the first thing is that we've given a lot of our stuff to charity when we started thinking about um, living more simply. And we try and keep doing this too. Um, try and make space, um, physical space in our house, uh, in our cupboards, in our, uh, and so on, um, and loosen the hold that stuff has on us too. Um, if, we can, if we're able to give it away rather than holding it to ourselves, then um, that's something that we found beneficial. Um, we have a charity box on the go, always, a permanent box in our cupboard, um, so that when we see something in our house that we aren't using, we just think, oh, we'll put it in the box and give it to charity, rather than thinking, oh, I must give that to charity one day, and it still stays in the cupboard. Um, and we think carefully too then about bringing new stuff into our home and what that would be. Um, so the next thing also is we don't have a TV license, which has been quite tricky the last couple of weeks, but we're doing okay. Um, and we have, um, we watch Netflix and other streaming sites. Um, other streaming sites are available for you to choose, not just Netflix. Um, but this has meant that most of the time we watch what we choose to and we don't flick through for the sake of it and therefore cluttering up our time as a way of simplifying our time. Um, but one thing we did decide to do and have quite struggled with is having an electronic free evening every week and we're trying to do that and we're working on it. Um, but it's something we want to model for Timothy. In terms of simplicity, again, we don't want him to be dependent on technology like we often find ourselves being. Um, and it's good, but it gets in the way of, of the best things sometimes. Um, and the final thing, practically, is that we try not to be sentimental too much so we don't keep lots of stuff to remind us. Um, so historically, I'd be a little bit more like that and keep lots of stuff in a box. Um, and Laura's policy, which I'm trying to work on and get in there with, is to take a photo and then get rid of the stuff. Um, one thing that God's been really teaching me over the last, personally and not um, kind of as our family, is that um, it's how to have a real simplicity of faith. So I study theology at Birmingham. Um, and since I've left, he's been taking me on a journey of starting to know that it's okay not to know everything, and it's okay not to have all the answers, and it's okay that I don't, I don't understand why there's so much suffering in the world, and I don't need to have a massive theological debate with my friends every time I see them. Instead, he's been slowly leading me into simple trust and simple obedience. 
He asks of me to love him and love my neighbor, not to love him, love my neighbor, and know the answer to every theological question I might get asked. He calls me to faith like a little child and to the knowledge that he is greater and higher than I, and I can rest completely sure in his love. And in terms of simplicity of faith, it's still a journey that we're on together now. Um, the challenge for us um, at the moment, two things. The first is we've just moved into a bigger house, which is a real blessing, but then it's making sure we don't crowd our new stuff, our new house with lots of stuff and fill all the spaces. Um, and the second thing is that we obviously um, got less time to ourselves now. We've got Timothy, and I'm more tired, so it's about... Um, figuring that one out together. Um, God's been speaking to us both the last couple of weeks uh, about resting in him, being really kind to ourselves and trusting that he'll continue to uphold us through this next stage of life. So what have we learned through this journey? The first thing that we've learned is simplicity leads to generosity. As we keep a lighter grip on all this stuff that we have, we're much more ready to give it away, to share it with other people. Um, And it also means we have a lot more time for other people. It It also leads to living abundantly. It's part of what God desires for us. God wants us to have life to the full. And he's so kind to us. He gives us wonderful things to enjoy. um, But he knows that simple living is what's best for us. He knows that um, it's so important we don't let those good things get in the way of the best thing, which obviously is Jesus. Um, As we've sought to live more simply, as I said before, um, we found that we've got a lot more space in our lives Um, And this has kind of shown itself in a few different ways. So first of all, we have a lot more physical space. So our home is a lot less cluttered and crowded. We have a lot more mental space. I get very stressed by stuff and by clutter and mess. And so um, living in a fairly streamlined home makes quite a big difference to my mental health. Um, Also, we have a lot more time. So our living room takes only five minutes to tidy, even after Timothy has got every toy out. Um, There's also, there's less stuff for me to move when I vacuum, or for James when he vacuums. Um, We keep out fewer plates and cutlery, so we only keep out enough to have one each, so there's less washing up. Um, And most importantly, we also have a bit more space for God in our lives. Um, The the thing, this is one of the things we've actually really struggled with, um, and I think Sarah service talk was so challenging that we've really struggled to use that extra time to spend with God um, in that solitude Um, and so that's something we really want to grow in and so please carry on asking us about that and how we're doing. And as I keep saying, we're still on a journey. We don't have all the answers. We're just, we're just um, trying to move forward in this with God's help. Um, but here's some things that we have done that um, we found really helpful. Just three quick things that are really practical. The first one that I would say is find a box. It can be cardboard. It can be plastic. It can be anything. Just find a box um, and make it a charity box that lives upstairs in a cupboard um, in a permanent place, like we said earlier. And the second thing is then when you're looking at your stuff, just going around your day-to-day life, you, ha- you look at something, you can think to yourself, does it bring me joy? Does it, is it useful or should I get rid? That's a good way that we found of thinking, oh, should we get rid of it or keep it? And the final thing to say is that saying no can be really good um, in terms of time. Um, it's good to say no to doing good things if they're going to get in the way of something better. So, for example, if I was to stay later at work one night, I might make my lesson for the next day really, really good, which would help the kids that I'm teaching. However, the family time is more important in that context. That's the best thing. Um, So finally, here's a couple of questions for you to think about and pray over this week, and we'll do the same um, and ask God to speak to you about. Um, First is this, what is taking up space in your life? The second is, is the good stuff getting in the way of the best? And the third, what areas of your life do you need to simplify? So I'll just pray to finish.
Dear Lord, thank you that you give us good gifts. Lord, you give us good gifts on this earth, but you also gave us the best gift that we could ever hope for, which is your son. Um, thank you that we can never lose, lose you. You're always with us. Um, and I thank you that you've given us that greatest treasure already. And I pray this week, Lord, that you'll speak to us. Holy Spirit, just speak to us about how we can simplify and make more room for you uh, and more room for others. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I feel quite challenged. Uh, I think I have lost stuff. Um, in it, the point of it isn't that we therefore leave feeling condemned, but rather invited, invited into a life uh, where we get to live knowing moments of solitude. And I'd, I'd say, as, as we kind of do tea and coffee now, or going out with kids, why don't you talk to someone else and say, hey, this is when I thought I'm going to go for solitude this week, and this is how I, where I'm going to go for it. Like, ask each other, let's do that. Then in terms of simplicity, I, I think it's like saying... Get those three questions, take a photo of them, that's what I often do, just because then I can look at it when I need to, and just think, well, how's my life going to start to simplify in order that I can enjoy more space with God and more space with Jesus, more room with God, more room with, with people? And I think that's just profound, and so I'd encourage you to do that.